three Sifri Torah. The first Sifri Torah, we're going to read Parshas Vayikra, and then we're going to read, it's because Rosh Chodesh, we're going to read Parshas Rosh Chodesh, and then we're going to read Parshas Boy, which is Achodesh Azalachem. So in honor of Parshas Achodesh, we are Baruch Hashem going to start by, in discussing in Yonim of Pesach, Blin Neder, for many reasons. One of the reasons are because certain people claim that Vayikra is too complicated, Vahulu. Etc. Even though there's a fair bit of the rugged shavur, and my rugged shavur and vayikra is like brand new, so this is shmais. So maybe I, w- I personally I would I wouldn't mind vayikra, but we'll do something on the chodesh. We'll see how we go. So in Parsha's boy, we're going to touch on a couple of things, and this is as follows. Just to start with, that is, Hakadosh Baruch Hu on page um, on page three fifty. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Dabru el koladas Yisroi Leimur, to Moshe and Aaron, Dabru el koladas Yisroi be'osur lach Leimur, be'osur lach Chodesh, speak to the Eden, that on the tenth of the month of Nisan, v'yikchu lohem, ish sela ve'sova yisela bois, each one of them, the Eden should obtain, Korban uh, Pesach, a lamb, a lamb for yeah, for the Korban Pesach, and as the Torah goes on to describe it. Okay, now the Mefarshim ask, we come. That's where the Kodesh Baruch was commanding Moshe and Aaron, and later on, when it comes to the commandment of Moshe and Aaron, now. Moshe Rabbeinu says as follows, 354. Okay, so the, here the Mepharshim already, the Rishonim, Rashi himself, Rashi explains, what is this double lotion? Mishchu ukhu. Right? Mishchu means draw to yourselves, ukhu and obtain. So Rashi says, simple. Mishchu means whoever has his own uh, uh, lamb his own sheep, so he should use what he has. Those who don't have should go out there. Yikach minashuk should go out there to the market and buy in the marketplace what they need, the lamb, obtain the lamb. Uh, the Ramban, the Ramban says the mishchu ukhu um, may possibly mean uh, that uh, due to the fact that the, the, the lamb, the tzoyim, the, 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 the were, was the idol of, of they worshipped, the, the Mitzrayim worshipped them as idols. So therefore the Yidin kept their sheep in Goshen, out of town. So therefore they would have to go travel to obtain their sheep. So that's where the Ramban says, the Torah uses the expression, the language, Mishchu Okhu. In other words, the Torah is telling them, you may have to draw, in other words, go to sh- Schlep it out, so to speak, to go far away, wherever, and draw it out from where it is. Okay. Um, another point is just as, by the way, before Shmuel Rechaim, HaKadosh also explains, here we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying it, HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu says it to Moshe Ba'aron, and he says to speak to Eden, and here it says that Moshe speaks to the elders. He should be speaking directly to the Eden. So he just says a posh to pshat in his second pshat. Or Rechaim Hakadosh says that we have to realize this is the first commandment the Jewish people, the people, the Am Yisrael, in being enslaved, are receiving a commandment from Hakadosh Baruch. 
right? Till now, there were the etc. Whatever went on, the first mitzvah they're being commanded as a people in in Eretz Mitzrayim is Hashem is conveying a message. So it's not so simple that Moshe Rabbeinu should come around and tell them what to do. So says the Rechaim Hakadosh. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu had to speak to the elders, and the elders were so the people, so to speak, the people on the ground with the Am Yisrael, and the elders, so to speak, spoke to them in a, such a soft manner in order for them for, to be for them to be receptive of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mitzvah. Okay, now the Rogitshover. Just uh, the reason I'm introducing all of this is because you see that already the Mefarshim deal with many details. The Medrashim, they're known Medrashim on the Mishchu Kru, the Mishchu, the Medr says, Mishchu Yidechem Me'avoyde Zorak, or the Shborchu says to them, as a prerequisite before you're taking the Korban Pesach, you have to withdraw from idol worship, and then only then is it suitable for you to go partake in the Korban Pesach, etc. Okay, we'll possibly touch on some of this as we go. Uh, the Rogit Shover, uh, in addition to analyzing the double expression of Mishchu Khu, he also asks and raises what we started off with, and that is, if we juxtapose this Pasuk to the original Pasuk, and where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, tells Moshe Rabbeinu, he says to him, the Yikhu, he says to them, so the only expression HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu and to Aaron is Why Dafka when Moshe Rabbeinu says it to the, to the elders, he says you should pass on and tell them Mishchu. Why that additional expression? <clears throat> now, the Rogat Shavar says an interesting thing. Just by the way, okay, we'll discuss it as we go. I'm sorry, I mentioned it again, and I'm saying it again. Okay, the Rogachavah says as follows. He brings to our attention uh, uh, Talmud Yerushalmi in Mesichti Kedushin. Shalmi. Talmud Yerushalmi in Mesichti Kedushin, Perik Aleph, Aloha Dalet. Where there, the, Talmud, the Mishnah, there's a Machloikis in the Mishnah, and that's found in the Bible. The Mishnah, Mishnah is in Kedushin. There's a Machloikis between the Tanakam and Rav Meir, if I recall correctly, right? A Behemoth Daka. Right, uh, a, 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 a light animal, right? A domesticated animal, right? So, Daka, how are we, if one wants to acquire, right? Has to make, we know to acquire something, you buy something. So, you have to make a kinyan. So, there are ways, there are means of acquisition. What are the legal means and ways of acquisition of the Daka? So, there's a machloikis in the Mishnah in the ways and means of acquiring a behemoth daka. One man, the Omar says, the Tanakhama says, uh, Rabbi Meir says, that uh, the ways and means to obtain a behemoth daka is bahagbo, that if you want to obtain it in the marketplace and it should become yours legally, you have to be magbi, you have to raise it up, and that's what the Gemara goes on in a lengthy exposition, exactly where we know, where we know this from, etc., etc. The Tanakhama, the, the Rechachamim argue when they say no, that you're only, you can acquire a, a domesticated animal only b'meshicha. Excuse me, I'm sorry, b'meshicha also. The one who says bahagba, the one who says bahagba is only bahagba and not b'meshicha yashakoyach. That's the Rosenfeld family history. My Zayde, his Zayde, yeah, and he was a Gerachos who came to the United States in 1926, I think. Yeah. Is it on your mother's side? My mother's father. What's the name? What's the last name? Rosenfeld. Alexander Rebbe, My youngest son is Chanechenich. It's a real Polish name, typical. 
Alexander. So when I called him in, in, in Melbourne, he had his bris in the Kimberley, and, we, and Rabbi Groner said the name, and uh, what's the name? Oh boy, what went on in the crowd? It was So his legal name is So in his passport, it's leave it to the, to the customs. Come on. Yeah, I got reason. Thank They know about no, they were like Gerich see them, but the name must have been Alexander. The name is Alexander. Yeah, Rishonchanich. Okay, good. Beseda. So the Gemara says the Machlok is in the Mishnah. How you kind of domesticate an animal? So the Tanakama holds you can be kind of it, but only by only by raising it up, right? No, that's the Tanakama, the Rabmeir, and not with any and no other way. Come the Chachamim is saying no. You can also acquire it b'mishicha. By what? By drawing it. Mesira, that's not Mesira, it's Mishicha. By drawing it into your property. So then, then there are many halachas and many fine details in halacha in Simen Kuf Tzadik Ches in Mishpat. Exactly all the darke hakinyonim, etc. For that you learn all this uh, lengthy expositions in, in the Gemoras, etc. In the Bavas. Okay, Becholoifim. Uh, now, what is unique in Talmud Yerushalmi says the Gemara in the Talmud Yerushalmi. What is the reason for the Chachomim? To say, what is their basis and their premise to teach us and say that you can, you, we acquire the legal, legal way, means of making acquisition of a domesticated animal is bimshicha, says the Gemara from this posuk. It says, Mishchu ukhula chem tsoin v'shachatu haposach. Tsoin is a domesticated animal, lamb, right? And it says, Mishchu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Mishchu ukhula chem. So from there we know, that's what the Gemara says, the Das Rabbonah. And so it's also brought in the Mechilte in Parshas Boy. Rameir, what does he learn? what is Rameir? Listen. It doesn't disturb us very much because you find different ways of treating the Mishko as we'll soon go on possibly to discuss. But we're not going into the details. But that's what it says in Talmud Yerushalmi for the Rabbon. Maybe there's an ongoing... I looked at in the Yerushalmi this afternoon but I didn't look further. Just looked at Das Rabbon. It could be the Meforshat, a Michil to explain it to Das, whatever. You can say call me a different... You know, maybe in terms of the Drosh of Mishko. Now the Zorah, so there's no basis to say the Mishko is a Din in Kenyan, etc. There are many ways of analyzing such Drosh as Chazal when it comes to derived halachas. Okay. Uh, uh, which, uh, interestingly, interestingly, the in, ponim, in the Sefer Ponim Yofus, he also brings the Ponim Yofus, the Bala Hafla, the Rebbe of the Chassam Sefer. He already also he all, before he lived much before the He already brings this Talmud Yerushalmi. Uh, he brings this Talmud Yerushalmi, and he, to, he brings it to our attention. Okay, uh, he says an interesting thing. He says, why Taketer HaKadosh Baruch have to say to them that you should acquire it in a correct, kosher manner, right? Do it with the Mashiach, and only then does it become yours, and only then is it okay, right? He says, you know, he, he brings another Chazal. The Chazal say, we mentioned a moment ago, it says, Mishchu Yedechem So he says, he combines them both. He says, actually, they're not contradictory. We, can do, we need, each one complements the other. Kodesh Baruch first commands the Am Yisrael, you should withdraw, right? Refrain from Avedis, or give up, give up the idol worship, right? And then you obtain this korban, 
What's the problem? Why did it have to go in this procedure? Why was there a procedure, that procedure, that, that order? Why did it have to be in that order? So he brings, he brings to our attention, the, the facts are that the cattle were, were served, they were, they, were, they were idolized, right? The lamb they were, were, were used as idols by the, by the Egyptians. Okay, so the halacha is, that is regarded, the, the halachic description of that is, that is called nevad, right? In other words, an animal which is nevad, which is worshipped as an idol, is unacceptable for a korban. Okay, says the Gemara, there's a way out of it. How can you make the nevad ois? It should become, that should stop, should elapse. It should become kosher. To, says the Gemara, if, they, if the owner sells the animal, he's a goy, he worships idols. He wouldn't sell his idol, right? So if he sells his idol, that's proof that he wants to give up on it. That he, and, the, and the rule is that a goy, a non-Jew, right, who worships idols, and he, if he uh, obliterates the idol, so he can, can, can have the idol but, uh, become, uh, can be, nullify the idol. He has the, the, the idol worshiper. Okay, so by him selling it, uh, so with that he, he shows that he's nullifying the idol. Says the Gemara, but that all depends if he, if he sells it to a Jew, not to a non-Jew. Because if he sells it to a non-Jew, there's still no proof. If he sells it to a Jew who doesn't worship idols, so then that's good proof that if he sells it to him, that when he sells it, he nullified it, and then he gives it and enables the Jew to have it. The Mela says the Ponemi office, this is the Pshat in this, in this Posuk. It says, says, Before I, I demand of you to, to, to acquire the Korban Pesach, you have to first refrain from Avodah So the Mela, the Jew becomes, he, he's no more an idol worshiper. He gives up on idol worshiping. If he, so he then would, so, so to speak, he has, so, uh, so to speak, a status of a Jew, even though he's really a Ben Noyach, because Torah wasn't yet given. Nevertheless, he's given up on idol worship. Now of the Goy, he's obtaining it by the non-Jew, who is an idol worshiper, but if the idol worshiper is selling it to someone who, is a ver- who demonstrates that he doesn't worship idols, with that, is, with that the, the, the idol is nullified, okay? This, so that's exactly why we say, Withdraw from worshipping idols. And then buy the Korban Pesach. Then you can be sure that what you're obtaining is not described as neva, as an Avodah because by the this that the non-Jew is selling it to you, he nullifies his, his idol. And by nullifying the idol, it becomes suitable for you to use it as, an, as, as a Korban Pesach. Okay, that's the Pshat in the Ponomi office. Now, um, the Aderes, in his commentary on the Balhaturim, he has the Balhaturim Asholim, that's two volumes, the Shul has two, two sets, but it's a known Pirush, the Balhaturim Asholim from from Nebrak. He, he, he explains the Balhaturim. He brings all the Maromachimis and the cross references, and he explains the different numerical values, which don't seem to fit, because he brings from different uh, editions, etc., and different manuscripts. So there's a, the, the Aderes wrote a commentary, the, the known from Mir and Ponovich. In the Lita, he wrote a commentary called At- Atores Ador on the Balaturim. It's printed, published in this volume, in these volumes. And he says, he brings the Ponomi office and he says it's a Gvalde Kipshat. And he explains actually the Balaturim. Because the Balaturim also first brings the Pshat of Mishchu Yideichem. You should make a good, correct king, Yenakodesh Baruch was telling them. And then there's another Balaturim, one of the Rishonim, right? He goes on to say that you make sure to do it, it shouldn't be in a form of Gezel. Ba'avera. So basically, he introduces the Ponomi office to explain the Balaturim. Okay. Now, Going back to the Rogachover, why it says Mishchu Ukhu? 
And nevertheless, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands them, he says just Khu, obtained by, he doesn't say Mishchu. And we're going back to the, to the Michilt and the Yerushalmi, that Mishchu means, is, is, a, is a premise to teach us that we obtain a domesticated animal, we acquire it, the legal acquisition, with what? With drawing it to you, into your property. Now, um, says the Rogichovet, the halacha is in Mesichta Bavamitziyah, that Dvar, like Rabbi Yochanan, there's a machlokish between, there's an argument in the Shas between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lokish. Reish Lokish brings premise from the Chumish that Meshicha has, has some basis in the Torah, that that's a way of legal, a, a legal way of acquisition. Because it says, Oikonoi miyad amisecha. Oikonoi means if you will obtain something, miyad amisecha from your friend. And that means something which passes on from hand to hand. So that tells you Meshicha. By drawing it from hand to hand, he passes it on to you and draw it in. So that is, so to speak, somewhere in the Torah where it alludes to the din of Meshicha. Meshicha has a basis in Torah. According to Reish Lokish. Rabbi Yechonon says nothing doing. And he says, Dvar Torah mo'os koinois. Legally, according to the biblical law, according to the Torah law, what, the ways and means of acquisition are, is only via cash. Dvar Torah, according to the Torah, only mo'os koinois. Cash makes COD, that's what makes, gives you the legal right of ownership. Nevertheless, the Chachomim came around, for whatever reasons the Gemara explains, and they said, no, that is not good enough, right? And we need also, the Chachomim said, we need Mishicha or Hagbo. That means don't rely on the biblical law of monies because of different problems, and therefore monetary problems, and etc., etc., loss of money, etc., right? etc., right? And therefore the Gemara says, either Hagbo or Mishicha. So the Halacha is according to Rabbi Yochanan. And that's the halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Here it is. In Choshemish, but it's in Kuf Tzadik Ches, 188, 198, in, in the chapter 198 in the Shulchan Aruch Biblically, that money makes acquisition, right? That's the legal way of acquiring things. It's only midrabbonon that meshich, that drawing in, say the Chachamim, that's what makes the legal uh, uh, ownership. Okay. <coughs> now, Bemeda says the Rogit Shover, says the Rogit Shover, what are we talking about? We're talking about a posik and Chumash. Meshicha, you wanted to say, Mishchukhu is a basis and a premise to tell us that what makes you a legal owner? By Meshicha, because it says in the Torah that Hashem said to the, Jew, to the people at the time, you should be Moshech. But we're following with the ruling, the halach is like Rabbi Yechanan, that Mishchu Dvar Torah Mois Koinus. According to the Torah, the biblical law, it's not the Mishicha which makes you an owner. It's the money which you put down. That's what makes you the owner. Says the Rogit Shav. Says the Rogit Shav. We must therefore say that when the Talmud Yerushalmi brings this posuk according for the, for the, for the Chachamim and also the Mechilta, it's merely an asmachta. It's merely a posuk which he's just leaning on it. In other words, there is such a basis to say that Meshicha is kind of, but that may only be rabbinic, right? But nevertheless, the, the Talmud Yerushalmi, that's what he says in a response somewhere. That's an asmachta. It's not midor isa. Okay, that's what he says in Shaira to Chuvrat of Paneah from Ksavyad. Rav Kasha brings it. That's what he says, Million Asmachta. And interestingly, in the Balhaturim, who brings this, this Talmud Yerushalmi, Mishchu, Khu, Mikan, he says, Mikan remez le Meshicha, 
So he says clearly, remez, remez means it's only a hint that Meshicha makes acquisition. Because really, biblically, it's not the Meshicha which makes acquisition. And, and the Loshan of the Pnei Moshe in the Yerushalmi is also Golikro. It's the Loshan of the Pnei Moshe. Golikro, it's like a Gili Milz. It's just like the Torah reveals, so to speak, but it's not actually saying it, actually expressing it. Basing it, saying it. It's just golik, it's very revealed. So we can say that's the Pshat and the I don't have to, but the Al-Koban and Balatorim is very clear remes. Okay, that's what he says in the response. But let's go back to what he says in the Chumsh. So the Rogachover says as follows He says, due to the fact, so what's if we say, right, that the halocha is that we can, we can only acquire with money, with cash, right? And Meshicha doesn't really make acquisition. So like I say in the response, he says, this is only an asmachta. But on the Chumash, you know what he says? Yes. We're talking about Bnei Noyach. The Yid? The Goy. Torah wasn't yet given, right? So even though maybe they were circumcised, they're going to be circumcised with time, etc., etc. But they still, according to the Rogachover at least, they still at this stage, and the Panami office says also the same thing, the Panami office, Panami office says Mephudish the same thing, as we'll soon come to the Teretz. He says that the Eden in this, when Hashem is commanding them to take the Korban Pesach, he's, he's, he's commanding Bnei Noyach. He's talking to Bnei Noyach. And the Gemara says Mephudish in The Gemara says Mephudish in according to Rabbi Yochanan, right? That Dvar Torah Mois is for a Jew. But for a non-Jew, Meshicha. Meshicha. No, I'm not. Yeah, and then the Gemara says, Resh Lokish, both for a Yid and Lahavdal, also a non-Jew is Meshicha. So when I, it says in the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, obtain by a domesticated animal, it says, Mishchu Okhu, for a Yid and that won't work. Because for a Yid you have to put down cash if you want to obtain that domesticated animal. But for Bnei Noyach, we tell them, Mishchu Okhu, because there's no other way it can become theirs. But here comes the novel word of the Rogit Shover. Why Dafke, in the statement of Moshe Rabbeinu to the Jewish people, does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say Mishchu Okhu? Right? Because we're speaking to Bnei Noyach, and for Bnei Noyach, the means of acquisition is only with Mishicha, Mishchu Okhu. Because money wouldn't work. Only Mishicha. Why? But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Moshe and Aaron to convey to the Jewish people, Right? Meaning to these people at this state, in this, in this period, in this era, he says to them, Khu, khu. We started off, right? And what did it say in the Pasuk? He says, what does Hashem say? He says, We're going to read it to this week's Sedra, in this week's Parsha, in Parsha Sachoidish. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Vahar and told the people, He doesn't say, Says the Rogit Shover, and this is Lishitosai. He always says this novel thing that there's a, base, a fundamental difference in the Torah Shabbik Sav. We're with the HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying something, we learned this before, and Moshe Rabbeinu is saying something. So when HaKadosh Baruch when the Torah records what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, due to the fact that Torah is eternal, right? But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is eternal, right? And so therefore says, says the, but Moshe Rabbeinu at the time, for the time, for that period when he was there. The male of Moshe Rabbeinu talking to the, to the people at that time, due to the fact, that when he, due to the fact that he's addressing them for that period of time. And at that period of time, the, Jew, the people at the time in Mitzrayim was still at a status of Ben Noyach. Therefore he says, the Mishchuk. 
But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Varen, tell the people so-and-so, so even though he was relating to that immediate people in that era, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu's statement is eternal. So therefore his statement, which is eternal, cannot say, Mishchu, but he cannot say Mishchu. Mishchu will highlight that the way the Jewish nation throughout the history will obtain their domesticated animal is what with Mashiach? No, the halacha is that the way they obtain it and they become legal owners is only with cash. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the most HaKadosh Baruch Hu can say, because it's for, 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 for eternal, he had to, the most he can say is Khu. The most HaKadosh Baruch Hu can say in the HaKadosh Baruch Hu statement is Khu. Obtain and obtain each period for its time. The Bnei Noyach, Bizman, when the Eden were enslaved, they had a status of Bnei Noyach, so it was Mishchul, Fami Shroh, throughout the generations, it's Dvar Torah Mois Koinis. That's the shot of the Rogachover in this gang of why the difference between Chu and Mishchul. Two and a half words in the Rogachover of Sinifla. Givaldic, right? Beautiful, before Dvaita. Now the Rogachover goes on and he explains another thing. Let's go on to another section of this parsha, and it says as follows. It says, in the Posig Dal, the next Posig, the Posig right thereafter, the Im Yimata Bayis Mihi Yois Mise, on page 350, if there aren't enough people at home to be able to, 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 to consume the, the lamb, right, the sheep, this, it, it, it's big, it's a big sheep, a big lamb, and they can't eat much. So, So he should then take the owner of the home, he's just the host, the, he should be the host, and he should also incorporate to register his shochen, his neighbor, Hakoroiv Elbeso, who is close to him, and have him registered on the what? On the, on the Korban Pesach together with him. So when he obtains the Korban Pesach, he's not only one person, he has many. And he figures out to have enough people to join up on the Korban Pesach that nothing should be left over in order to consume the Korban Pesach during the night of Pesach. Okay, that's what the Torah says here. Wonderful. Now, in the Toisefte, in Mesichte Psochim, Perik Ches, the Toisefte enumerates distinctions between the Pesach Mitzrayim and the Pesach Doris. The first Paschal lamb which was in Mitzrayim and the Pesach which was meant to, and which, uh, it's legal halachas uh, which, which related to the Pesach throughout the generations. And in initially the Mishnah already in the Perik Tess of Mesich Tepsachim and Perik Mishahoya also enumerates differences between the Pesach Mitzrayim and the Pesach Doris. Certain things which were demanded of the Am Yisrael to do in the Pesach Mitzrayim, which don't apply to the Pesach throughout the generations. Uh, okay, and the Rambam actually concludes Hilchas Korban Pesach uh, and records the Mishnah and etc. etc. These halachas, the distinctions between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doris. Okay, now. The, generally, the, the Teisefta doesn't repeat what it says in the Mishnah, as the term Teisefta tells us. Teisefta is a brisa, and Teisefta means additions on the Mishnah. And the Teisefta, in other words, besides that the Teisefta generally are, are lengthier than the Mishnah, the, the Mishnah generally is short and concise, the Teisefta is much lengthier, we have a, length, uh, a lengthy exposition usually of different halachas, and also they add halachas, it doesn't generally repeat what it says in the Mishnah. Okay, good. So we actually find many cases in this Mishnah which is not found in the Mishnah. 
in this Tosefta, which is not found in the Mishnah. The Mishnah mentions just a short amount, a very few, a numbered amount of differences. The Tosefta goes on to mention many, many differences, and many differences which are not found in the Mishnah. As if, for instance, uh, here we come to one of the differences, and this is. The difference is that there's actually an argument in this, in the, in the Tosefta. But according to the first opinion in the Tosefta, this is. The first opinion says that when you register someone on your uh, 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 on your Korban Pesach, okay, on your Korban Pesach, so that red, the fellow you're registering on your Korban Pesach has to be, uh, excuse me, who you can have a shochen, a neighbor who is who you do business with, like in the, it says in the Sefer Revidazov that legally the definition of shochen doesn't mean mamish literally a neighbor. It means an acquaintance of yours, and you can be an acquaintance of yours who you do geschäften with, and he lives in your hope it's in whoop whoop somewhere, right? So it says in the posuk, uh, it says in the posuk, El Beisoy. That's Tama Shochen. Not good enough that if you have an acquaintance who lives who knows where interstate, it has to be a Koroi El Beisoy. So the Tanakama says in the, in the Tesefta that by the Pesach Mitzrayim we needed, if you want to register someone, uh, uh, one of your acquaintances, it has to be an acquaintance which is Koroi El Beisoy. Not a Shochen Shebesod. And another opinion says, no, that's okay. But nevertheless, that's one distinction according to the Tanakama which is not found in Pesach Deiris. In Pesach Deiris, throughout the generations, you can uh, register whoever on your Korban Pesach, right? But um, the, to register in the Pesach Mitzrayim, it should be like it says, Which makes sense if he can't carry it out or take it out of the house. It's better to have your next door than someone else. Might. Okay, okay, good, we're coming there. Now, the Mephorshim say... What is the basis of this argument? In other words, why is there an opinion that by Pesach Mitzrayim, Yedavke need a shochon, a shochon, a, a neighbor, which is Koroi Vel Beisoy, but an acquaintance who lives in interstate is not good enough to register him on your Korban Pesach. Um, so he says, look, there's another distinction found in the Tosefta, which is not found in the mission. And that is, it says further in the Posik, the Torah says that the, the, it, during Pesach Mitzrayim, you have to because the Baruch Hu commands the Jewish, the, the nation, the Bnei Noach, the Eden, right? The, 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 yeah, whatever, yeah. He says to them, remain indoors all night. In other words, we're not talking about whilst you're eating. And the Tesefta goes on to, to actually explain it, and the Chazdidovit explains it. In other words, the Tesefta is saying that you have to consume the carbon Pesach and also spend the night in the same place you consumed your carbon Pesach. Right? So in other words, if you're in a hotel, you have to eat there and sleep there. You're, host, you're being hosted somewhere, you have to eat there and sleep there. If in your own home, you have to eat, if you ate there, you have to remain there all night. And the Mephorshim explain, actually, the Rebbe expounds on this on the Kutusichas Chelek Chavov, that it's quite obvious, and it's uh, from the Tesefta, that it's not just because, like it seems from the Posuk, once the Mashchis, once the, 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 the angel of death, is, is doing his job so he doesn't dis make any distinctions between people who are deserving or undeserving, etc. And therefore, just keep out of his way and remain indoors and protected by the blood. 
That's not the only reason. It's actually a criteria in the Achilles Korban Pesach, and that's where it's, that's why it's mentioned in the Taisefta when we're bringing distinctions in the halachos of Achilles Korban Pesach. And the Rebbe goes on and expounds exactly what the premise and the basis of it is, and the Chiddush of it is that definitely at the halacha by Pesach Mitzrayim it says in the thing that loisayt suish me Pesach Pesach had boker. So this doesn't apply to Pesach Doris. Pesach Doris, the rule is that you're not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach in separate places. But once you consume the Korban Pesach, you can go home and go to sleep. Right? You were invited out for the Seder. You eat the Pesach there. Or you eat the Korban Pesach in the Azorah. You can go home and eat. Uh, you eat, uh, do what you want and go to sleep somewhere else. But the Pesach Mitzrayim, you have to eat and sleep in the same premises. Okay, so the Mephorshim say, Mephorshim, guess who? Everybody says it. Every mamish to all the Mephorshim I saw. I'll just enumerate a couple of them for you. The Sefer Revit Hazov, who was it in the basin of the Vilna Goin in Vilna. Okay, the Revit Hazov, Abavusta Goin, even though he signed on the Cherem, in um, the Cherem Agro. Over from Desvang, the Lubavitcher Rebbe brings the Revit Azov. Not just Derek the Torah Shlemba, but he quotes him directly. So if he quotes him, I can surely quote him. He, and I have a Revit Azov. Once I thought that he only quotes him when another Sefer quotes him, because he quotes a Sefer, and that Sefer quoted the Revit Azov. So I thought it was Begedder Amen Umoy of Tiru Besichin, and he therefore only quotes him when he's, so to speak, quoted by someone else. But then I saw that he actually quotes him directly. So, Zeho, it's good enough if it's good for him. Allah has come of a it's definitely good for me. I mean, if I'm allowed to say that. Okay. Okay. Bechala COVID, yeah. So, so the Ravidas office says it here, and that's the reason. And then the Chazdei, the then, or whoever came first, the Chazdei Dovid in his commentary in the Tesefta, uh, the same Chazon Yecheskel, Rav Chazkel Abramsky, who generally takes from the Chazdei Dovid, as we discussed before with Rav Telfner, the, yeah, etc., etc. So he, yeah, he also says it too. Uh, and. Um, who else? And then the, yeah, the, the Be'er Havrom, the, the Zeyen Nachameinu, from Rabbi Havrom, Mislonim, in the spirit of Zeyen Nachameinu, and the Mechilte, because it's also Mechilte, etc. Okay, so many in the Forshim say they, that's, that's the connection. In other words, we said that in the Pesach Mitzrayim, you must, according to one opinion, that which neighbor... There was a, we first mentioned that there's an opinion in the, in the, in the Mechilte and also in the Tesefta that the Pesach Mitzrayim had something unique which the Pesach Deris didn't have, and that is that when you register your neighbor, the neighbor you're registering has to be a neighbor who lives mamish in your premises next door. But don't register on your carbon Pesach a neighbor who lives in the state, an acquaintance who lives in the state. That's to be Dafka neighbor, which is Korovel Beisoy. And that's not found in Pesach Deris. Why? What's the logic? What can be wrong? You're allowed to register anybody in your Korban Pesach, as long as he joins up with you before the slaughtering of the Korban Pesach. What's wrong? So the Mephoshim say, ah, because the Pesach Mitzrayim had this unique thing about it, that you had to eat and sleep in the same place, if you're going to have this fellow register it on your Korban Pesach, who is what? Who lives Bye. miles away, so he'll end up eating the Korban Pesach with you, but he'll end up going home afterwards. So it's mamash a michshul for him. So therefore, we, they go, this, this opinion who says that we have to have Dafka Shochin, which is Korovil Beisoy, that will secure that he will definitely end up eating and sleeping on the same premises. So that's why they are of these opinions. Okay, that's the take of these Mephorshim. But the Rogachover has something very novel to explain. What is behind this all? But first to mention another section of the Tesefta to appreciate what the Rogachover is going to say. 
There's another section in the Tesefta which the Chazdei David queries, why is the Tesefta repeating it? We know, we mentioned before, a Tesefta regularly will not repeat what is clearly explicit in the Mishnah. It will add additional information. If it's explicit in the Mishnah, it says in the Mishnah. Now the Mishnah says, uh, the first statement found in the Mishnah, when it draws distinctions between the Pesach Mitzrayim and the Pesach Deris, the Pesach which was, the Paschal Lamb which was made in Egypt, and the Paschal Lamb throughout, uh, throughout the generations, um, the, and that is Pesach Mikhoi Mi The carbon Pesach, you have to obtain a choir Mi from the tenth of the month, right? The tenth of Nisan. That's why it says Mefurish and the Chumish. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says Ve'yikuchalam Ish Zela Ve'isav Zela Boys Ba'osor. What is it? Chumish. Excuse me. Ba'osor Lachoydesh Azeh on the tenth of this month, right? Excuse me. The pasuk Gimel Dabrul Kol Adas Kol Ve'isro Ba'osor Lachoydesh Azeh on the tenth of the month. They should obtain the Korban Pesach, right? Ve'yikuchalam in page three fifty. Ba'osor Lachoydesh Azeh the tenth of the month. Okay. Now. uh, and, and we know that the 10th of the month that year, it says the Cheskuni brings it right away. It happened to be on, on, a, on a Shabbos, and that's why we have the Shabbos Hagodim, right? In other words, because on the 10th of the month, they acquired the Paschal Lamb, the, and they tied it to their bedside, and the Egyptians asked them what's going on, and they said, we're about to, sl- in a couple of days, we're gonna, four days, we're going to slaughter the Korban Pesach. So they made a whole civil war to, against Pare, like what's going on in Syria now. He claims a terrorist, knows Allah Shrine for Night Morgan. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so there's a civil war going on, and that's exactly what happened. The Mamish, the Mamish history repeats itself, and now's the time. So, uh, so, uh, so that's, that's the Shabbos Hagodol that the Nisim occurred on that day that the Egyptians killed each other out. So that's, that's why we have this special Shabbos Hagodol. And one of the miracles are that we are, we're, we're, we are, uh, we are, uh, we are meritorious to hear a, to a, a drasha of the Rav, of a Rav Telsner, yeah. Good, and before Vita, let's go. They did the Kenyan on Shabbos because that was the Nainayah. Is that what you're saying? Was it clear? How did they do a Kenyan on Shabbos? No, so all the Mefarshim ask already. No, 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 no. Mefarshim discuss it. The Chochmah Shlomer of Shlomer Kluger already asks the question how was the acquisition being been able to. HaKadosh Baruch, even if you'll say that it's before Matan Torah and everything, and therefore there's no prohibitions, and the Shabbos wasn't yet in the full swing, even though there was Shabbos in Mitzrayim. And the prohibitions of not acquiring and not consecrating, etc., etc., was not in the fullest swing, but never. People who eventually receive a Torah. And in that Torah, Torah says, don't do these things on Shabbos. So he commanded them to do them on Shabbos, which eventually will be a desecration of the Shabbos. So all the Mephorshim discuss it, Rav Shlomo Kluger, etc., and many other Mephorshim, Primigodim, they raise all these different issues. Why take that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded Am Yisrael to do it on the 10th, which was on Shabbos that year. Okay, we're going on. The Iker. Let's go on. So that's what the Mishnah says. So this din of Pesach Mitzrayim had to be bought and obtained, but also Lachodesh, right? The tenth. But Pesach Doris, you know what you can do? You can you consecrate your carbon Pesach anytime. You can obtain it anytime, consecrate it anytime. Just make sure to slaughter it on Erev Pesach on the 14th of Nisan, and you, uh, you, you roast it and you eat it on, on uh, what's it called? You bring it as a carbon to Pesach English, and you roast it and eat it on the night of Pesach, and, and, uh, and you have it on the Seder night, etc., etc. Finished. So Pesach, so Bikur Mimum. So that's all the discussion about four days, about Bikur Mimum. The Gemara says that we derive it from a different passage, not from here. And according to the, um, according to the, um, according to the Turi Evan, you can be Mevakar Mimum, you can check out the blemishes even before you consecrate it. So even before you buy it, 
you can just check it out. What's hanging around uh, where you go to the market, where there, there you find uh, the lambs, you can just make sure, have your, the seller or yourself check them out even before you consecrate it, you obtain it. Our Quran discussed that in length in this issue here. Okay, good enough. But just this Nikuda, this premise, there's a lot to talk about. I'm sorry, we can't say it all. We have to finish in five minutes. Uh, we have till four minutes after, you said? 8.04. Okay, so we have nine minutes, Baruch Hashem. Why 8.04? Because we're like... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, let's go. Let's go. It'll be uh, okay. So this is okay. This is uh, one distinction the Mishnah mentions, right? That this is miba osir, and this is uh, throughout the generations you can buy your consecrated By the way, it says mikchoy. It says mikchoy miba osir. You obtain it, right? It means you acquire it. You make your acquisition. And already Achronim the Dvar Shmuel, Rav Shmuel Aliyaz, Aleazrov, Olav Asholim, the Rosh Hashiva in Prezburg, versus Mein Froys Feter. My Freud's fetter, does I have a Yafel Yazrov's mom? My, my Schwiger's uh, Schwager, yeah, yeah. Eliazrov, I've no clue, don't know. Maybe, maybe. Nah. <laughs> he was just a Russian Shiva impression, but he was a Litvik. But he was a big going, Sefer Tvarshim, the most popular Sefer in the Yeshivas today in Eretz Yisrael or anywhere. On Mesef Tepsochim, and the most beautiful Sefer is Dvar Shmuel on Mesef Tepsochim. And it's a handbook. And yeah, so he's my, my wife's uncle. B'cholay from Yaya, Mimzach Yuzerengit, no, from the left. No, he was just a Rosh Hashiva in Preshburg. My wife's far from Preshburg. Nothing to do. Nothing to Preshburg. He comes from the kibbutz. Which kibbutz? I guess that's where the kibbutz he comes from. You see what he looks like? Yeah, Lom again weiter. Yeah, Mamish. My, my, my wife's Zayde. Kvar Haroe. That's it. That's where he came from. He was a horse rider. Yeah, okay. We're going. I'm sorry. So the, so the Mepharshim discuss if Mikchoy and the Varshmul brings it. Discuss if mikchoy means to obtain or also consecrate. In other words, do we have to actually consecrate it when we obtain it? When Hakadosh Baruch Hu says acquire it, are we actually also consecrating it when we're obtaining it? Okay, good enough. We'll discuss that as we go. Good. So, so Bepesach Deris doesn't need it. Nevertheless, we find that Tosefta repeats this case of the Mishnah that Bepesach Mitzrayim is mikchoy mibaoser. Asks the Chazdei David, why does the Tesefta have to bother repeating this statement? And he says a gewaldike thing. Listen to this. The Torah says, Be'osor l'chodesh hazeh. What does Be'osor mean? Tenth. On the tenth. What would that mean? Not before, not after. Be'pashtus. Be'pashtus. And it was Shabbos. Good, good. We discuss Shabbos. Be'osor means on the tenth. Not before, not after. Right? You know what the lotion of the mission is? Mikhoi mi be'osor. Me bear also, me bear also from the tent. So the yeah, first, oh, so the want to say me bear also. So no. firstly, there's a mafurish mechilta the Rogachover brings that it's definitely allowed to be bought. It didn't have to be bought dafka on that day, but starting from the tent. 11th, 12th, if you can buy it on the 10th, you can definitely buy it on the 14th, says the Mechilta. And the same goes for the 13th and the 12th and the 11th. But the allowance is, you can start buying it from the 10th. That's what the mascot of the Mechilta is, La'alocha. There's even a thought, according to certain opinions, that maybe when it says, that you may even be allowed to buy it before. And Mechilta means it should be bought by the 10th. And there may be an Indian to have it bought before, because the reason my Dimila Mitzvah you try to get the current Pesach as quick as possible. Now listen, listen. The Meiri says, the Meiri says, Onu Regilin Lefarish. It's a Meiri, Meiri, one of the Rishonim, the classical Mephorshim. He says on this Mishnah, we reg generally explain that translate Miba'osr Lachoydish, Loy Lifneyem, Veloy Lachreim. You must buy it on the 10th day. 
But Yeshmin Kadmoinenu, who say that you can buy it from the tenth onwards. And they bring a mechilta. He brings the mechilta. And then he says, but from the Bavli, it would seem that it's not before and not after. Dafka on the tenth. Now listen, what's interesting. So the Chazdei David says, you know what may be the addition of the Tosefta on the Mishnah? You know what the language of the Mishnah is? Of the Tosefta is? Mikhoi be'osur. Not me be'osur. Not me be'osur. Says the Chazdei David, the Givaldik is Me be'osur could be translated in the Chumash to say that you can buy it either before or after, like we said. But be'osur means other And that's why the Tosefta repeated the case of the, excuse me, yeah, the case of the Mishnah, but it's not a repeat. He's basically telling you, you would have been mistaken in the Mishnah, like other Rishonim learned that it can be before, or maybe even be, uh, after, after, but it may even be before. But here we're saying, no, like the Meiris Pshat, except saying, but listen to something cute. The, the, Amunut, the, the Vilna Goin, in his Agois and the Tesefte, corrected from Bo'oser to me Be'oser. What do you say to that? So you oh. think the vil- It's written Be'oser, and he corrects it, that it should read like the Mishnah, me Be'oser. What do you say to that? So who? Unbelievable. He has right to do what he wants. But the Tisef, the says what he wants. And I'll tell you something else. You look in the Shinui in his the different texts of the Mishnah, Mishnahis, there's a gear, so one of the, the first Mishnahis printed uh, with the Rambam's commentary, it says there, Mikhoi Be'oser. So these little fine prints, Be'oso, Mi Be'oso, really has a lot to say. But let's go on to what the Rogachover says. Now the Rogachover's opinion is that it's not before and not after. Like the Meiris Pshat himself, and that's the way it says, Mephurish and Turi Yevon, Mesechta Megillah, Davchav not before and not after, to the degree that Rab Nosen Gishtetner, right, in his Pirish Nosen Piria, which was just published from the Xaviad, Lezecha Nishmas, Rab Nosen Gishtetner from Sydney, so Rab Yosin Gishtetner passed it on to me, so he has a Tzorechiyun on the Turi Yevon, the Turi Yevon says, not before and not after, it says the Mechilti can do it after. But anyway, the regular, normal way to learn is not before, not after. So the Mary learns that way, the Torah learns that way, the learns that way. So listen, listen, listen carefully. Now, the rule is that after you consecrate your animal, right? The Gemara says, Mephur Hashem, Mesichte, Pesachem, Memtesam, Udbeis. Peitesam, Udbeis. Right? Peitesam, Udbeis. The Gemara says, you consecrated your animal, right? You have a Korban Pesach. And your friend wants to now register on it. So the register, you can have registrars, people to register on your Korban Pesach, not Afka, when you initially buying it. You don't have to come in with five people together and say, we're buying it together, and we're now consecrating the Korban Pesach. No. One individual can buy it, he consecrates the Korban Pesach, and then you can have others register on it. Now listen, the Gemara says, how does it work? The technical, the technicalities. The rule is as follows. If you come in with, with money, right? Which is chulin, not hegdish money, right? And you want to consecrate, so you, by consecrate, you consecrate the money to buy a carbon Pesach, and you're buying an animal which is not consecrated yet. So then by exchanging the money which is consecrated for the carbon Pesach for an animal which is not yet consecrated, so the consecration of the, of the money transfers onto the carbon Pesach, and that becomes consecrated, and your money remains plain money. Okay, just mundane money. Good. Says the Gemara, how does it work? When you have a consecrated animal and someone else is using money, we have two minutes left. Money, which is consecrated already for a carbon pass. Of course, if I want to register on a carbon pass, I consecrate my money. I say, here's, here's a hundred bucks, which I want to set aside to join up on this carbon pass. And I want it for the carbon pass. So they're both consecrated. Carbon pass, the animal's consecrated. So where's the transfer? We always need a tra- transfer. It can't be from Hegdish onto Hegdish. Transfer has to be from something which is chulin, uh, uh, Anta Hegdish, okay? So the Gemara says, it can, there are two ways it can work. According to the, the way 
the Chazon Yechaskel explains the Gemara, and the way the Rabbi Shober explains the Babli, and it's Mephurish Yerushalmi. One way it works as follows. One way it works, that the, the animal doesn't change its status. The animal remains a holy Korban Pesach, consecrated. The monies now, which this guy is coming to join up on, so that the, the, the Chazal evaluated, they gave this technical allowance, so to speak, that when someone comes with consecrated money, it's regarded as if, Initially, when I bought the animal and consecrated it, the host, the owner, he took everybody into consideration who will come thereafter. So that's why his money can be exchanged on this animal. It doesn't affect the animal, it affects the money. Okay. But there's another way the Talmud Yerushalmi says, and it also seems alluded in the Bavli, in the second chapter of the Gemara, and that is as follows. No. The exchange is with the animal. The Chachamim said that when I consecrate an animal, and then another guy has a right to register on it, he comes with money which is consecrated. How does he become partners? So the Chachamim made that the consecration should elapse. Should leave it. What? Wiped off. He can now join in and it becomes consecrated anew. Anew. And before the Shalmi, listen there. Says the Rogichover, now you know why he says in the Talmud, in the Toisefta, that you need a neighbor which is Koroiv El Beisoi. Don't forget those days they didn't have cell phones. They had no emails. They had no cars with petrol. They had no jets. To go to a neighbor who lived in the state or miles away would take you days to get to him, right? Okay, wonderful. So if you're going to take someone to join in on your carbon who's really not your neighbor right next door, what's going to happen? Annie, what's going to happen? You're going to buy it on the 10th. You must buy it on the 10th. Not before, not after. Right? So therefore, when you bind it on the tent, you consecrated the animal. Finished. Now your friend comes around the next day or two days later, right? And he wants to consecrate, he wants to join up with your animal. Can he join up with your animal? Impossible, because you know what's going to happen? It makes this animal, it, the consecration elapses, it wipes it off, it becomes a new. When does it become consecrated? On the 12th? No good. So that's what do we need. We need Koroivel Beisoi. Says the Rogachim, you know what Koroivel Beisoi means? Someone who is your next door neighbor that he can do it with you today. Not even with you. Not even with no, it doesn't have to be with you. It can, with no, it can be close enough that he can do it on the same day. Yeah, it doesn't have to be with you. No, you consecrate it in the morning, but it has to be a Shochan which is Koroivel Beisoi. That he lives next door. And I live next door, so it's only going to be within the 24 hours or within the 12 hours. So even if we have the consecration of the animal erased, but at least it returns on the 10th. So therefore, everybody has a consecrated animal on the 10th. They have Masha Enkid, someone who lives that Carmel base, Shochein. It's no way. It's going to be Lamachar. Lamachar doesn't work. Have a good day. Bye. I was, I, was gonna, I, was, I had in mind that uh, that was the difference. The, the, on the 10th and Miba 10th, the Nafkamina was the, the Pesach Mitzrayim and the Pesach for every other year. That's, that's what it's what it saying. Okay, yeah, well, you have to work it yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's unbelievable yeah. how the 